Welcome to the world's first Straight Talk SolarCast. This is your go-to podcast for answers about solar. Brought to you by Solar Harmonics in Northern California, who invite their customers to own their energy by purchasing a solar panel system for their home, business, or farm. Each episode, we discuss questions facing people making the decision to go solar. The solutions to your questions are given to you straight by one of the leading experts in the solar industry, Jamie Duran, president of Solar Harmonics. Feel free to search our library for answers to questions that you're facing when considering solar. And now, here's Adam Duran, our host with the questions, and Jamie Duran, our solar expert with Straight Talk SolarCast. Hello, Jamie. Hello, Adam. How's everything in the land of solar this week? It is. Uh, it's going great. Uh, you know, before the podcast, I was telling you a couple stories about some amazing <laughs> listeners who are yes. uh, who are now uh, reaching out to us uh, to help them with their solar projects, even though we're not in their territory. Which is, uh, thank you very much for your confidence. We are happy to help. We just can't install outside of California, but we can uh, direct you into uh, not making terrible decisions with your solar. So that's fantastic. And I just want to yes. say thank you. And then a uh, second thing is we did get a little feedback on our podcast uh, regarding uh, heat pumps. And mm. I had said, you know, at the conversion of gas therms into kilowatt hours was really high. And I also, you know, so... When somebody does want to get a heat pump, we've just really been doubling what they've been using uh, in the summertime, but now putting that in the winter. Anyway, a listener uh, wrote in and said, no, 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 the heat pumps are way more efficient. They don't use that much power. So I do want to make that correction that uh, we will be uh, changing our calculation on that on the therms to kilowatt hours. And then there's an efficiency uh, that the heat pumps use that make them not as inefficient as a gas heater. Clear as mud? Clear. Okay. <laughs> I'm following you. <laughs> okay. That good. was some, some verbal gymnastics, but yeah. It, was it is. So, I got so it. So it's good. You know, I'm, I'm not a HVAC guy, but uh, yeah, it's, I have seen when people do go get a heat pump, they use a ton of power. So uh, maybe we're a little conservative, but yeah, we don't need to be three times as conservative. So, uh, but just keep that in mind. If you're going with a heat pump, they won't use as much electricity as I said in that earlier podcast. So okay. we do make mistakes, Adam. We do make mistakes. But I like that them. you're open to learning. I mean, <laughs> oh my God, I love it. I love it. It's frustrating when uh, you hear somebody say, yeah, no, move on. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, that uh, um, was a misrepresentation. No, it was, uh, sure, this is all, uh, you're not an expert in everything, but uh, we are going to talk about you know, mm. Right when we recorded the podcast last week, the NEM 3.0 proposal uh, came out within probably about 20 minutes. Yes, <laughs> I recording. did see so that. That wow. was hilarious. And so, we, uh, but the good news is now we get to discuss it a little bit more okay. in detail of what it uh, what it looks like for California uh, utility customers. And I have a few answers, still tons and tons of questions, but... Uh, basically, the NEM 3.0 still has not been approved, but it has been proposed by the CPUC. And so it's supposed to uh, be voted on around the middle of December. So, we, you know, we still have uh, some time. But essentially, the big change is that right now, when someone uh, has excess solar power, say your system is producing during the day and you're not using it, 
Mm-hmm. Right now, that that excess power goes back to PG&E, and there's, they give you retail credit that you can use that credit uh, any time down the road. And then, you know, let's just say you have a $500 credit and you're like, woohoo. <laughs> then at the end of 12 months, and that $500 just keeps rolling over, rolling over at the end of 12 months, uh, PG&E will discount that back to the wholesale rate of 2.9 cents. So the $500 turns into about $55. What? And then that- <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, yep. And then the $55 gets credited to your natural gas bill. So you don't even see it. Um, How but- did 500 turn into 50? Because I didn't raise my hand and say, hey, apply that to that. It doesn't matter. Okay. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, you didn't say, oh, let me plug in my electric car. Oh, let me turn on my Bitcoin miner. Oh, let me use more air conditioning or anything. Wow. But, yeah. So you are penalized essentially. So they don't steal the power out, right? It's just a big wholesale reduction of your <laughs> and let me guess of your that's not enough well it's uh, <laughs> not enough so now in the new 3.0 what pg e is doing instead of the retail rates which you know in the middle of the summer that can be upwards of 50 cents a kilowatt hour they want to reduce it or that you know their cpuc is proposing to reduce that amount uh down to uh eight cents per kilowatt hour. So oh. again, not stealing the power, but certainly not making it all that beneficial for you to uh, produce more power than you are using. Uh, but it's, you know, it's still the, and we, we can kind of deal with that on the solar industry because mm-hmm. kind of I, the way my company, we think of solar is that if you're using, let's just say 10,000 kilowatt hours in a year, and most people don't speak kilowatt hours. They speak right. dollars. So they say, okay, mm-hmm. my bill averages $250 a month. I use 10,000 kilowatt hours in a year. So that's 25 cents a kilowatt hour. I should have hit you with that one, Adam. But anyway. How much do a screeching per kilowatt hour? Yeah. And then, uh, uh, so now it's 25 cents a kilowatt hour. So now, and then we say, okay, well, do you plan to get an electric car, more air conditioning, uh, whatever it is? Mm-hmm. And let's just say, yes, you plan to add. Uh, 2000 more kilowatt hours in the next 12 months or, you know, down the road. But so we size, we don't size the solar panel system to offset 10,000 kilowatt hours because with the net energy metering, you would be, that would essentially eliminate your electricity bill because there's a bit of a multiplier effect. Now that multiplier effect essentially is going away. And Mm -hmm. so now if you, you, you are going to use 12,000 kilowatt hours. We're going to size it for 12,000 kilowatt hours. Um, so, you know, potentially it could help the solar industry. I'm seeing some pushback from other solar companies that are saying it's going to push out the break-even time to 20 or 25 years. I, I don't see it that way. Uh, I'd love to see their math because I can oh, 20, show my math. When did it, I know, I, exactly. When I know, did it when, go to 25? 25, 25, what? Uh, Yes, I agree. (laughs) I agree with me that I don't see that. Now, we had talked a lot about the net energy metering proposal. And what the biggest, my biggest concern was this access fee. Because right right now, people are paying about $11 a month to be a PG&E customer. And PG&E was saying, hey, you know, we have 10 times more contact with a solar customer than we do with someone who doesn't have solar because they're constantly calling in, they're constantly complaining, constantly, you know, taking up our time. Solar people need to pay more for our service. And so they wanted to change it to $10 per kilowatt. 
So if somebody's paying $11 now, then, and they have a seven kilowatt system, how much would they be paying per month, Adam? Seven zero. That's correct. $70 oh. a month. That's right. And that would have really hurt uh, the solar business. So, so far, uh, it seems the CPUC has forgotten about it. So I hope no one's on their side is listening to this podcast, but uh, <laughs> they, it appears that they are not going to touch the access fee, which would be great. That would be really great. Um, so I'm, I'm not, uh, as, uh, you know, worried about the NEM 3.0. Uh, it looks like if it does go into effect, it would be April, uh, of 2023. So we do have a little bit of time, but not a lot of time for people to get in under the 2.0 and mm, most solar okay. companies I'm talking to are booked out, uh, until February at least. So a couple more months of, uh, you know, of, opportunity. But even then afterwards, I don't think it's a deal killer in by any means. It just means there's going to have to uh, be a little bit more cognizant of their usage. And, you know, I've always been against batteries to save money and, you know, store power. Now it might make sense because now if, uh, you know, the if you were sending, so the idea with the battery is that, oh, okay, well, if I have excess power, I should put it into a battery. And I always said, no, that doesn't make any financial sense because if you're getting 50 cents per kilowatt hour, per kilowatt hour credit, and then you put it yeah. into a battery, you're, you know, yep. you're eliminating that credit. And so a lot of people were saying, oh, well, you know, it, it makes financial sense. I like, show me. And uh, they could not. <laughs> but yeah. now at eight cents a kilowatt hour, you know, it, does, it certainly makes battery that arbitrage more attractive hmm. uh, because now you can use that power. Uh, and, you know, if you just you got to be careful, because if you, uh, you know, if you do have an outage and there's nothing in the battery, then you're kind of out of out of luck. And so, um, you know, maybe it'll be. So I do think this will help battery uh, adoption. And I think that's PG&E's end goal anyway, is they want people to not have to rely on PG&E as much uh, for their power. So, um yeah, it's uh, but I, you know, I think batteries will be more attractive, and we'll see how it goes. <laughs> Can I ask a quick uh, question? Yes, sir. And I, I, I don't know how if you know this or not. What percentage of PG&E customers are on solar? Like they're solar customers. Well, there's lots of different customer segments. Okay. So there's industrial, and there's commercial, and agricultural, uh, municipal, so and then residential. Do you think it's more than ten percent? No, no way. So it's just it, it's it's not surprising, but I guess they you know they're trying to squeeze as much juice out of this giant lemon as they can, and they look at solar customers first. <laughs> I mean, it, it seems like all the any kind of new CPUC thing. I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm listening to you, but seems very focused on the solar customers. <laughs> I don't get it. Well, you know, like like most companies, right? They work small to big instead oh, of big to small. Really? Is that what do it? you think? I mean, we've talked about what do you think the the biggest issue with PG&E is uh, that they could reduce their cost by billions of dollars in in a matter. You know, anyway, so it's cutting down the trees that are that are you know infesting their power lines. Uh, you know, and that kind of stuff. So those multi-billion dollar lawsuits where they're they've found yeah. been responsible for burning down a you know a community a whole city in northern mm -hmm. california that's kind of a big deal and uh you know that would take care of all of the solar customers and all their solar savings but 
Uh, PG&E House also has a massive, massive retirement liability that they do not have any idea how they're going to fund. Uh, yeah, so I've heard I'm statistics, sure that. yeah, that uh, like seventy percent of their workforce is is sixty or higher. Wow! <laughs> so what? yeah, I mean, and a lot of them are on the edge of retirement, and so when they retire, they it's a nice, very nice retirement plan. Yeah, they and, get paid uh, forever, right? Paid forever, full salary with increases in benefits, and every, I mean, it's wow, it's better than most government employees for sure, and so. Uh, you know, they feel they've earned it and they feel they deserve it. And uh, that's a that's a lot of power they got to sell. And every day, you know, that that group that they can spread those retirement costs over is shrinking because they're going solar. So that's bad. we can we can save all of that stuff for another podcast. But, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll do my PG&E solutions, uh, <laughs> PG&E right. solutions podcast one day, too. Please. I mean, why not? But, yeah. It sounds uh, that sounds interesting well, to me as well. When they make me CEO, then at a forty million dollar, I think she got fifty million dollars as CEO for one year as CEO salary. Hoofa, that's that's better than LeBron James. Well, she's doing so much more for humanity than <laughs> yeah. LeBron. So that's true. He just true. entertains and bloviates. She yeah. g- she gets in a car and goes to work every he, day, Jamie. And I'm no LeBron James fan, but he is an unstoppable force. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah. just can't shoot a jump shot, but other than that, he's, he's a really good basketball player. All right. We're going to wrap it up there. If you want right. more LeBron talk, go to Jamie's favorite oh. podcast, whatever, with Skip Bayless and <laughs> oh, the other Shannon guys. Sharp. That's the best. <laughs> yeah, with Shannon They're Sharp. welcome Great. on the podcast. We can debate solar all day with those guys. I'm right sure then. those guys could de- debate anything. So, Yep, Stephen A. Smith. Oh, he's so good. <laughs> All right. We're going to stop right there. Thank you. And if you have a question for Jamie for an upcoming episode, you know how to reach out to us. First, go to our Facebook page, Straight Talk SolarCast. Send us a message through there. And Jamie will be sure to get to it on an upcoming podcast. If you'd like to listen to a library of our past episodes, you can go to our website, solarharmonics.com. Click on the podcast link at the top, and you'll be taken to a cornucopia of past episodes that's searchable. Finally, if you have a friend who's considering going solar, this is a great podcast to recommend to them because it will save them thousands upon thousands of dollars over the life of their system, even if PG&E changes the rules on us, which they seem intent on doing weekly. As Jamie always says, there's always something new in the land of solar. See you next time. That's all for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Straight Talk SolarCast with solar expert Jamie Duran. Join us each week for more answers to your solar questions. Speaking of questions, got some? Email us at solarcast at solarharmonics.com and we'll be sure to give you an answer in an upcoming episode. This episode of Straight Talk SolarCast is brought to you by Solar Harmonics, the leading solar energy developer in Northern California, who invite you to own your energy. Visit them on the web at www.solarharmonics.com.